What's what's your rage quotient? Rage quotient. 7,500. Out of what? What's the top again? Isn't it 15,000? I can't even remember. I don't remember. But I'm good today. Oh, good. That's good. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. I think I might be at like a nine. A nine? No, like a ten. Yeah. A little out of ten. All right. I got some underlying rage yeah today anything you you care to share with the class no okay really (laughs) yeah me neither (laughs) sorry i like to keep my rage nice and internalized (laughs) my rage rage is buried way in there (laughs) it's not for you that's the way it should be in life (laughs) but you know what like we were saying before we started recording life (laughs) is not as complicated as we sometimes unfortunately choose to make it yeah it's pretty simple yeah things are pretty Pretty simple. Yep. I, for one, make them complicated. Oh, yeah. I'm the pro at that. Yeah. It's like my middle name. Megan Complication. Yeah. Paletti. That's actually a That's pretty nice Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Complication. It's the Megan Complication. It's like a proper noun now. Right. The Megan right. Complication. Either that or a math problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like There's a, a uh, PhD level. Yeah. <laughs> Take... Take simple life event, multiply it by 10 hours of brain explosions and inner thoughts, and then your life event is multiplied by 10. And divide by coffee. And then divide by coffee, yeah. Right. Uh, Yes. Take the square root of beer. Yeah. And when it all comes down to it, it's a way more complicated number than it was in the first place. Yeah. I'm not good at math. It's all right. <laughs> Actually, we're musicians. We only have to count to four. Yeah. And occasionally five. Yeah. But really, that's just three and then two. Yeah. So, no, four. we just sum everything up in three and two. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I have to plug numbers in a formula, I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Yeah. Spreadsheet. Pendass. Right? Yeah. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Mm hmm. Exactly. <laughs> It took it took me a good <clears throat> two or three ticks there to, uh, to remember what, what that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That's good. You're you're clearly more in tune with the maths than I am. Mm, I don't know about that. But you know what? Life is okay. Life is life is okay because we are here right now. Yes. Ready to novisify. Yes, we're novisifying yes. today. Novisification uh, on the thirty ninth level. Yeah, oh yeah. Because this is the 39th episode. Hey, we're older than you. (laughs) As old as, uh, because I'm 39. Oh, Oh, you had a birthday. I had a birthday. Yeah. Yay. Yay me. It's your birthday episode. One more year, closer to the sweet release of death. (laughs) (laughs) No. I actually had No, you know what I'm going to get you for your 40th birthday? Bunch of like really dumb 40th birthday stuff. Awesome. Yeah. From Spencer's Gifts. Uh, Does Spencer still exist? Yeah. Oh, God. That shows you how long it's been since I've been to the mall and paid attention. Yeah, I went in there with Megan number two because her friend wanted a Nightmare Before Christmas wallet. (laughs) And where else could you get one besides Spencer's Gifts or maybe Hot Topic? So I went in there and pretty much gagged the whole time. It's like, it's a pretty sexist store. Oh, yeah. I mean, you walk in there and you're like, okay, this is like... A little too much. It was always like the the back half of the store. <clears throat> yeah, it was like all the bikini and a posters bunch of adult and stuff the dumb in there. sex toys. Yeah, and... like I never knew that. I mean, shoot, when I was a kid, I never knew that. I was like, "What's this?" 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm going too far into this story. Personal massagers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's not what this show is about. No. <laughs> Let's rewind. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> My brain left the building. Though. The 39th level oh, yeah, of gymnasts and Meganness. Yeah. I feel yeah. pretty good about that fact. In fact, what do you know? Do we start this in January or did we start it in December? We started it in January. So it's like. So we're basically a year, a year old. Yeah. And in a year, we cranked out 39 episodes. Less than once a week, but, you know, there's yeah. stuff in between. That's still pretty. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of us. Yeah, me too. Fist bump. Fist bump. Woo-hoo! And we're going to keep it going. Yeah. Into 2014. Yes, we are. Yeah. And we're going to up our game a lot. Yeah. As always. Yep. The goal in life. Um, I think talking about doing this whole different like theme approach that we're doing is is cool. Definitely. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of been on a little bit of a hiatus, an unintended hiatus. Yeah. <clears throat> uh over the past couple weeks. So, sorry yeah. about that. But we're here. We're in the escape pod. Yep. We're casting it up. Back in, back in the pod. And, uh, you know, I, it oh just my God, occurred I just to me. Escape pod for the podcast. Yeah. Is that what you were just going to say? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> duh. Wow. Wow, we were more clever than we thought we Holy were. Holy smokes. That was pretty smart of you us. You are a genius. Wow. It's too early for genius. It is. It is. I don't know. So we got to talk some Harry Potter. So yeah, we were off a little bit longer than we intended to. Holidays happen. We're sorry about that. The holidays really messed up my mojo, man. I I haven't written an entry in Rental Revival since January 1st, and it was just that I had a guest entry somewhere else. So it's been, I've been slacking. It's all right. Tough when it's all like your choice to do these things. Hey, if the Europeans can take like <clears throat> three weeks off in the middle of August or whatever that whole deal is. Yeah. You and I can take like two weeks in Plus December. It's August, yeah. And you're like, it's cookies so nice out. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. So Harry Potter, we, we started talking about Harry Potter yeah. last year when we last uh, spoke. Last year. And we, we covered movies one and two. Mm-hmm. And today, I think the idea was that we were going to talk about three movies, three, four. Just three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah. So three and four are Prisoner of Azkaban and The Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And you had mentioned that Goblet of Fire was your favorite? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, well, I mean, we should start with Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, let's just start with whatever we want. Why was, well, why Prisoner was... of Azkaban. Okay, Yeah. fine. Never mind. I was about to get all rogue. Um, Breaking the law. <laughs> I apologize in advance for all of my throat clearing today. It's happening. So anyway, um, Prisoner of Azkaban. This movie marks a turning point in the Harry Potter movie fr- franchise for me. And that, that turning point can be defined as Hermione's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It defines everything that changed. Like the okay. what you can you can define everything that changed with just the way her hair looks in this movie. Okay. <clears throat> in the first two movies, they were pretty young, right? The third movie is when they kind of started being like more teenagers. You know, right. um, they're supposed to be thirteen, so 
they look a little older than 13 in my opinion but they are supposed to be 13 and um Hermione all of a sudden has like perfectly coiffed hair in this movie which if you were a book fan you would realize how annoying that is because do you know how Hermione's hair in the first two books is like totally wild and all ratty and like not ratty but it's just like huge right you know and like puffy and frizzy and she doesn't care about it that's the Mm -hmm. point she just does it to to be hygienic you know but she's like she does not like sit in front of a mirror and do her hair zero fg yeah yeah so yeah (laughs) i'm gonna start typing that in text messages now yep zero fg i like it you can have that one for free thanks that's good um so yeah so in this movie all of a sudden She's like all cutified and she's got like nice hair and like and like same with the other ones too. Dana Radcliffe and Rupert Grant both are kind of all like dresser dressing cooler and they also start wearing normal clothes in this movie. Do you notice? Oh yeah. In the other yeah. two they're always wearing their uniforms pretty much yep. except for a few scenes. In this one it's like most of the time they're wearing normal clothes. Um it's like more popified. Right. It's more, uh, it's just becoming more of eye candy in, in this third movie. It just starts getting cooler, even though it's not supposed to be. Well, that's. I think that's actually so representative of the typical teenage rite of passage, though. But in the books, Hermione is a nerd, like, throughout all seven of the books. I mean, she's got crazy bushy hair the whole time. The only time she ever comes out as, like... Oh wow, you're a really pretty girl. Like obviously you're dressing up really cute, like super awesome is at the ball. And that's why Ron's all like Ugh. Hermione, yeah. you're a girl. Go with me. Yeah. Right. And and she I mean, this is not me saying that she has to be cute looking to be a pretty girl, because that's obviously not how I feel. Right. She's beautiful because she's like smart and cares more about like what she's doing with school, books and her friends, and she cares more about that stuff and teachers and you know everybody she cares more about that than she does about dressing cute and she's supposed to be that way the whole entire i don't know Mm -hmm. i mean i could see i understand like when you start getting to be a teenager you start like trying to dress cuter or do your hair better but i don't know hermione was supposed to be a little different Hmm. so it's kind of a bummer okay when you see that happen i remember when we when we first saw it we were like ooh, like what the heck what's up with her hair she do that for 45 minutes in the morning. Hmm. So, you know. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not just her hair. I'm just using that as like the symbol for everything, you know. Right. Like there's oh, oh there's a spot in the movie where um my sister reminded me of this where you know how she punches Draco? Mhm. In the book she slaps him in the face. And that's a huge difference. Yes. A it slap is. in the face is like a little shy and you're just kind of like so angry you can't help yourself yeah a punch in the face is like you're a ba mm-hmm. right right i know i'm over analyzing it yeah but there are a lot of moments like that where it's like she wouldn't really do that <laughs> you know yeah. like she would probably slap him and then be like oh oh my god i'm so sorry ah. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but in the in the movie she just punches him and is like what <laughs> like that's not yeah that's not Hermione right yeah so I have a little bit I mean I still love the movies um I'm not like some people who um just think they're worthless and they are 
they don't cover the books at all and bad like anti movies. I'm not like are, that. Are there is there, there are, is there really a is there a significant contingent of Harry Potter movie haters or is it just a very loud small minority? What would you say? Um, I'm related to some of them. Are you? <laughs> I mean, they're not like they have their points, you know. Right. But like, they can't separate the two. It's silly, and I, you know, I've told all of them, yeah. cousins and siblings alike. Mm. Um, it's silly because they're movies. They're obviously right. Hollywoodified, and right. like, they're they're obviously going to be different than the books. They have to summarize the books. They can't do everything, yeah. and I don't know. Maybe it's a small minority, but. The thing about the Harry Potter movies is that it created the Harry Potter franchise. It it, it like tripled the Harry Potter franchise, you know. So right. there are more fans yeah. now because of the movies. Right. So of course the people that don't like the movies are going to be a minority because most people never really they read yeah. the books maybe later. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's probably a minority. But there are definitely people that I am related to that. Okay. Does your sister listen to this show? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. Can we call her out then? Oh yeah, we could call her out. So she's the one, or is it your brother? Well, it's my my brother doesn't care. My sister cares. She hates them. She wow. She well in my in my family, my cousins and I and everybody, we all make fun of Daniel Radcliffe like all the time because we think he's a horrible actor and he's like, uh, this is in in Prisoner of Azkaban where he's like, he killed my parents. When I find him, I'm gonna kill him. And he gets like oh. <laughs> all like teenagery. This is also the movie where Harry starts becoming a like angsty teenager. Right. Have you ever seen Potter Puppet Pals? No. Oh my god, you have to watch it. Okay. Exp- g- I wish I the, could play it right now. Give me the Cliff Notes version of it. I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> okay, but here's the Cliff Notes. It's like just vi- not even Cliff Notes, but the summary of it is that it's an animated show. There's a few episodes, and they're just Harry Potter. They're made by Harry Potter fans, but it's making fun of Harry Potter. And they're like supposed to be hand puppets, but they're animated. But you know, it's like gotcha. it's like supposed to look like a puppet show, right? And it's just funny. Okay, the one episode that kind of deals with the Harry Potter angst thing, he's always just like banging his head against the wall, like angst, angst, yeah. angst. You know, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, ridiculous. But um, you have to you have to watch them. Dang. I wish she could watch him and then comment on it in the show. Um, but yeah, so this is the movie where everybody starts getting all hormonal and, and kind of makes it a little bit annoying sometimes. But yes, my sister does not like the movies. Hmm. She'll watch them, but she cares nothing about them. Right. I was the one who was like buying all the DVDs whenever they came out and everything. Mm-hmm. I like them because it's like I love reading Harry Potter. I love it. I've read them all like three times. Well, not the last one, but I've read all of them, most of them, three times. And um, I also like watching the movies, though, because it's like quick right. Harry Potter. Right. Fast Harry Potter. Yeah. Visual Harry Potter. It's a good Potter. way to get your fix. Yeah. You could watch it while I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched them in a while, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there are definitely people that are like that. Interesting. We can interview one if we wanted. <laughs> uh, she did say she wanted to be on the show sometime. Well, we'll we get would her have on. to talk about Buffy, though. Okay, she's uh, like pretty much a Buffy scholar, but by hobby. 
Yeah. And I introduced her to it so she can thank me yeah. for that. Maybe she can go back to Slovakia <laughs> and teach Buffy as a second language. Uh, you know what's really funny? Not Buffy as a second language, but she's applying for a program in Oxford and she mentioned Buffy in her letter of intent for the program. Did she really? Yeah. Because she wants to uh, focus on gender study. Well, she's doing U.S. history, which is cool because it's in England. So it'll mm. be like a outsider's version of U.S. history. Right. But she wants to focus on gender issues or something in U.S. history. But she wants to kind of talk about first ladies and the queen of England and like their yeah. relationship. Whatever. Right. Anyway, she mentioned her... Um, her interest in gender studies and mm-hmm. she mentioned Buffy in that. What do you think the chances of Queen Elizabeth actually being a slayer are? Dang. Oh man. I bet she might have been once. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Yeah. She just got old. Yeah. Although slayers don't really get old very much. Mm, that's true. Yeah. It's maybe she's a watcher. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh man! Now you're talking. That's why she's now so you busy all the time. That's some good fanfic right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's always interesting to me when when people take what what is ostensibly pop culture stuff and they they give it an analysis, you know, at a scholarly at a scholarly level or yeah. And and the reason why I think it's interesting is because it really helps you see how well the work holds up. Yeah. You know, is it really is it worthy of I think it's that super kind easy to do that with analysis. Buffy. Oh with with Buffy I could definitely see that. Yeah. Absolutely. And the and the quality of the work and, and the depth of of the writing is is undoubtedly worthy of that. You know, whereas like, uh, you know, if you do a dissertation about MTV's road rules, yeah, maybe not so issues. much. Yeah, yeah. You could analyze anything, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be good. Yeah, but analyzing Buffy would be good. Yeah, that's my smart sentence of the day. <laughs> well, I would, I would certainly agree with, with the idea that book three, film three, is is the start of the 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 loss of innocence obviously yeah for for the characters and especially with harry we start to see more of hat sad uh sad harry yeah angry harry right hormonal harry i know you didn't actually you you listen to most audiobooks right right but if you read the books like this one especially there are a lot of capital letters in this book coming from harry potter because uh, he's shouting. <laughs> because he's you killed my parents. <laughs> and the more so in the fifth book, but the fifth one I read and when I closed it I was like, jeez. Talk about a time travel trip back to my young teenage years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I think I was probably 17 or 18 when I read it and by that point you're at least a little bit you like understand how to be angsty without being so obvious. Right. Right? Yeah. So I was reading it and I'm like, man, what a weird 15 year old you know like <laughs> two years younger Get than me but yourself, still I was like dude. oh god <laughs> like all the capital letters come on buddy yeah um but yeah so it's definitely uh, the beginning of that for sure and it's also the one that 
Well, Chamber of Secrets gets kind of dark, but this one is one that does get a little bit more involved. Um, not just like, oh, minorly scary character. It gets a little bit right. more uh, intense. Yeah, it, it it's funny because on one hand... The fourth one really gets more intense. But Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On one hand, in the first two books, yeah, they're trying to kill Harry. Yeah. And bad things are going to happen if if Voldemort succeeds. But there is that that increased sense of, of peril. And the other thing that I like about uh, the third film is we start to learn more about the Potter family tree. And the whole and, backstory. And the backstory and also the backstory of the other families in the Harry Potter universe too. Right. Yeah. Um the Marauders. Um like the Marauders map and everything with um Harry's father and Sirius and right. Pettigrew and um Werewolf. Oh my God. Why did I Professor Lupin. Yeah. yeah. I was saying I was thinking Luce Luce um from Malfoy's dad. I was thinking right. Lucius. I'm horrible. Um I'm still blaming it on that it's early. So, yeah. So all you get more of the backstory, which was hugely uh, satisfying reading reading this book. Right. When when you get to that, like, you're like, oh, man. So we're starting to get, like, a little bit of an idea of where Harry came from and, like, who his parents were and, <clears throat> you know, more about his background, his history, you know. Right. And that's – I always love that the backstory. Yeah. I think that's – sometimes yeah. the best part oh yeah um so yeah so that stuff is is shown and it's cool because in in for those of you i don't know how f- much we want to get into like plot description really because everyone pretty much knows right mm-hmm. people pretty much yeah. know harry potter um <clears throat> spoiler alert yeah. Sirius is harry's godfather he's not really a criminal uh <laughs> uh <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, uh, so yeah. So basically, the one of the the other cool part <clears throat> in this movie is about um, Hermione is like so smart that she can take twice the amount of classes as everyone else, and she gets a little time turner so she can be in two places at once, and she time travels around, um, which turns into a cool part of the movie when right. they're like, yeah, that's that's the other thing. She looks at her hair. And that part, she goes, is that what my hair looks like from the back? When they're, like, staring at each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember that one. It's line. like, yeah. Hermione, you're not a ditz. You wouldn't even be looking at your hair. Mm. Ugh. I know, like, seriously, this is, I know this is, like, probably being overly critical, but when I was 13, I didn't care what my hair looked like. I was, I had giant hair. Dang it. I didn't start caring about my hair until I was in like college. I didn't even wear makeup until I was in college because I did not care about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how she was. So I wish mm-hmm. that she would stay like that, even in the movies. I'm glad that you're speaking out about this, actually. That's good. Well, it's just one of many things. I mean, yeah. like like I said, there are more things that happen in the movies that are not true to the books that are also about appearance. There, mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of stuff about appearance, but they kind of soften up Hermione like to make her more acceptable. Mm-hmm. To normal people, mm-hmm. I guess, which is dumb. 
Yeah. And I'm taking a feminist standpoint against it. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. They made they made it a little bit too Hollywood. They did. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hell, I know I know adults who they're they you know personal hygiene. They have fine yeah. personal hygiene, but like, they look professional. Yeah, yeah, but they don't care like how their hair looks right. or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even brush yeah. my hair this morning. I Good do- for you. Yeah, I didn't. I stuck a hood on yeah. my head. That's all I did. Yeah. I just, when I was walking through the hallway and the students were around, then I had the hood up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't want to look like some slob, like, teacher hanging out here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it would have been really cool to have that. And she would have still been a role model, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Didn't have to be all Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I'm not going to get all, like, protesty about it, so it's cool. That's all right. Um... You know what I realized? Sidebar. I think it's because of Buffy, but I make up words about 80% of the time that I talk. And it might be because of Buffy. It probably is. I just add suffixes to things. The suffixization. Yeah. Suffocation. I yes. You got to be careful with that middle this, syllable yeah, there. Suffocation. <laughs> yes. Yes, that could turn into men- many inappropriate things. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yes. <clears throat> so. Yes. Thus, our discussion on well, you movie you just keep suffoxifying <laughs> all you want. Okay. All right. I will suffoxify. <laughs> <laughs> can we make that our show title? Please. No. It, we well, can't it's do all that. in the spelling. It's going to be typed. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's S U F X F I X. The spelling is is different from the pronunciation. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It'll all work out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We got this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So far, we haven't put a parental advisory on any episode. I'm no. pretty proud of us for that. Can yeah. we just celebrate a year of not like swearing like we normally do in real life on this podcast? It's hard. It is hard. You spend an hour. You got to do two things when you're in a recording booth. Yeah. You got to go like an hour without farting. Yeah. And you have coughing. to go an hour without uh, saying the F word. Yes. It's really hard. It's difficult. Yes. It's very difficult. Yes. And I personally have to go an hour without laughing so hard that I clip the mic out, which <laughs> I didn't do very well this year, but I will try next That's year. That's all right. Um, so anyway, fourth movie. Yeah. Why is it your favorite? I'm Why curious. is it my favorite? Yeah. Because I think we see them even more so as teenagers and this one. Yeah. And so they're more mature. Um. I like how this is going to seem creepy because I'm too old to be interested <laughs> in the love lives of teenagers. Okay, no, it's um, cool. But within a uh, within that context, it you know it's kind of cool to see like they got more. They're they they have more problems than just Voldemort and yeah. other bad guys. You get more of a environment to work with here mm-hmm. like in the other ones it's kind of like plot stuff only really right and this one you get more uh 
social and school environment and like just their everyday lives, which is cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And plus you have all of all of the characters from the other schools come in. Yeah. And that's so cool. you, that's an additional dynamic to yeah. to deal with. And there's action. It's probably the most action packed in a way. So far. Yeah. I mean Yeah. yeah. Well, book seven to is that basically point. a whole entire battle. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, till that point. Um for sure. And and I think the other cool thing is um it does get I mean, this is the first one where there's a student who dies. Right. I mean, in the other ones, there are backstories of students who had died in previous years, mm-hmm. but we don't see it happen until this book. Right. So it starts getting, you know, real. Can I say the S word? No. S gets real. Stuff's getting real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff hits the fan. Right. Yeah. Stuff happens. Um, and yeah, and I think it's definitely, you're right. It's cool that you get, and you, you get more of a backstory and maybe that's why the book is all of a sudden now like twice as thick as the other three were in the past. Like the mm-hmm. first three books are pretty small and then the fourth one's like, wow. Right. Yeah. So. Isn't five the biggest one though? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But like, yeah, four was the first one we were like, oh wow, I'm holding a brick. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so Yeah. What else do you like about like the do you like the games? Yeah, I love the games. Yeah. That that aspect of it is really Yeah. Really cool to me. Um I like when they, they do the underwater thing and yeah. uh they get the gills mm-hmm. so that they can breathe. Yeah. It's almost That's like really a bunch cool. of different like mysteries too, which is cool because he has to like figure out a way to succeed in this task. Right, And he has right, a certain exactly. amount of time to study beforehand. So that is pretty cool. Like mini mysteries. Right. Um, This is also the first one. Well, I guess Sirius Black was kind of a, a red herring character that you thought was going to be something. But, um, but this is the first one where, like, you start to see that there's corruption also in the adult world of, of uh, wizard life or whatever like outside of hogwarts there's stuff right. happening yeah so like mad eye moody is actually um a polyjuice potion uh barty crotch's son yeah is actually mad eye moody and he's like taking polyjuice potion which right. is david tennant right that's and, the doctor yeah and um so that's like the first time where you're like oh man so like not just in hogwarts but in the whole wizarding community stuff's going down you know and it's like you start seeing outside of just harry's little like perplexing situation with voldemort there's more going on it's kind of like Mm -hmm. corruption everywhere so that's that's one of the first times that happens too which is yeah for sure it's yeah everything you said totally because if If you didn't know otherwise, you'd think like, well, Hogwarts is the only magic school like mm-hmm. in the entire wizarding wizarding universe. Mm-hmm. And so we find out that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. There's all these other schools and like all of the political intrigue and, and that stuff. So you see you see the, the universe of mm-hmm. of magic really just grow. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's super, um, it's interesting. And one thing I remember um, people asking J.K. Rowling about is like, and this is very British of her, but people are like, what about America? Is there an American wizarding school? And she's like, yeah, but I'm not going to write about it. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> basically says something along the lines of how, like, not, not everything has to be about America. <laughs> She doesn't actually say she says it gracefully, you know. Right. But like at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. But I want it to be about us, you know. I, I want. Where's the American Wizarding School? That would be so lame, though. I know. I think. I know. But she could have had Americans come over for she the game. Could. Exchange students. That would have been fine. No, not exchange for the games. For the games. Sure. Yeah. 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 Been. That would yeah, that would would have been, would've okay. been a bunch of d bags. Oh come but... on, you, 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 you want to, you want to be at the school. I want to be a witch. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That would be good. I wonder where it is. It's probably out in like the desert, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. In America. It's Area Fifty One. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, pretty neat. I wonder where the entrance to like the Department of Magic is in the government. Probably a gas station. It's probably in it's like, like DC in the middle of. Oh right, right, yeah. Or like you walk into the Washington Monument, or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. Right. Like, hey, that guy walked in there and then didn't come out. Or Abraham Lincoln, you go like underneath him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like right under his left shoe. And it plays like Star Spangled Banner as you're going. It's like duh, duh, duh. and fireworks in America. Things happen. <laughs> the wizarding world of America. <laughs> oh man! I just saw this thing on uh, like a blog about a product you can buy. It's a welcome mat, mm-hmm. and it says "American Dream." <laughs> so you can like put it outside your house that you bought to be like "American Dream." Oh boy! Yeah, classy. It's pretty classy. Keeping it classy. That's yep. what we do here in the United States. It is happening here. Classy and mm-hmm. efforts. Right. So anyway, um, so yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Um, how this this kind of like the beginning of the dark part of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cedric though, I love Cedric. Poor Cedric. Robert Pattinson, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's like first on screen. Well, maybe not first, but I'm pretty sure it might have been his like mm-hmm. first. His major on screen moment. First major non sparkling role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. This was pre Twilight. Yeah. Pre, I actually was like, ooh, Cedric. And now I think he's horrible and ugly. But at the time, before he was a vampire, mm-hmm. maybe Cedric became a vampire. <gasps> <laughs> the fanfic just writes itself. Oh my God. <laughs> just writes itself. <sighs> oh, man. The worlds are colliding. Yeah. Anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, four is good, and it really does pave the way for the rest of the series. It does. And it it starts making you realize, like, oh, there's a lot of things going on right now, not just, like, Harry and Voldemort. There's more to it than that, which is Mm -hmm. cool. And, um, you know, you you start... Everybody at Hogwarts kind of has that realization, too, because Cedric dies, and it's kind of like brings a whole different darkness there that 
they had never seen as students, you know? Right. So. Yeah. It's neat. And then the fifth one comes along and it's now after starting with the fifth, it's like there's a war happening, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So. You know, I would really love for, for JK Rowling to do even more expanded universe type stuff. Yeah. Because it's such, it's such a rich world that she's created. Mm -hmm. And I, I forget exactly what, what she's committed to. There's going to be, there's a movie, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's a, um, what is that movie going to be? I forget. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. It's a, uh, it's a textbook. Okay. In the Harry Potter universe written by a guy. And basically it's, the movie is about the guy that wrote the book and okay. how he came to write the book. I mean, but, it's a start. Yeah, but you know what the thing that kind of annoys me? Let's talk about this for a second because you get, okay, like maybe this is wrong, but if you are an author and you create a universe as detailed as this, you know, and people love it, you know, it's not like it's just publicized because it's a marketable product. It's publicized because it's good and people really like it and people get into it and people feel a connection to it. You know, there's a certain level of understanding with it and whatever. But I think you almost have a responsibility. Maybe not maybe not so strong as responsibility, but you almost have a responsibility to continue developing that universe. Otherwise you should hand it off to somebody else to do that. Because you can't just be like, no, I'm done. It's all mine. No. You know, like with Star Wars, there were extended universe books. And that's because it was a great universe Mm -hmm. to work with, with a story. And like people should be able to kind of creatively express themselves through that. And if you don't want them to, then you should. You shouldn't hold it hostage like that. You know, I'm (laughs) glad that you brought that up because that's. That's exactly how I feel about it. On on one hand, Harry Potter is hers. It's her intellectual do, property. To do yeah. with as she pleases, okay? Mm-hmm. And if she wants to let it die with her, I mean, obviously I hope she has decades and life. decades, yes. <laughs> you know, yet to live. And and if she wants it to die with her, I will help her. Productive or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, <laughs> if she wants to to keep it to herself and never grow it, that's her prerogative. Right. But I think that there are certain things that develop a life of their own. Yes. And they have the potential of outgrowing what you as the creator – have time to do with or choose to do with it. And so you have a choice to make as to whether you want to let this go or if you want to keep holding on to it and like a stubborn little baby. Yeah. I mean, that's, (laughs) I know I'm being harsh, but no, 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 I know you are, but it's, I agree. If she never does anything with it, that's fine. That's her, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But if she were to let it go, I think my respect for her, which is considerable, would increase tenfold. Yeah. 
I agree. Now because, the risk I mean, is you could always be a producer in those kind of things. Like Joss Whedon helped produce the comic books, but he didn't sit down and write them right. all the time. Right. You know. Yeah. Now the risk is if you end up over if something ends up getting overdone. There's always that risk, and it will potentially get overdone. But yeah. there are a a bunch of things that are just waiting to happen in this universe yeah. that or different characters or you know past stories if she doesn't ever want to go beyond this yeah. story you know there's tons of things you could do with it and yeah it could get overdone but if she helps with the projects then she can ensure that it doesn't get overdone right at least in as long as she's involved with it yeah i mean i would be and that's a- i would be sad if they just continually like Every 10 years remade the Harry Potter movies, you know, like, oh, we're going to just remake the same ones. It would be cool the first time around if that ever happened. But like, I don't know. There's those are good stories, but there needs to be more. I would personally, I would rather take the risk of overdoing it. Me too. Than to not do it at all. Me too. Because I'd actually be willing to give them a certain amount of slack if... They come out with a like a really a bad fifth one. Harry Potter TV series. Yeah, that's like, um, you know, Hogwarts: the next, 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 next generation, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of lame. It'd be like, well, okay, yeah. because we got all this other cool stuff. Yeah, up to that, and we'll get more. It's it's sort of like, it's sort of like the Star Trek thing where the argument could be made that. They they overdid it, that they went to the well too many times, and it ended up kind of being the same thing, just kind of warmed over. Mm-hmm. I'd gladly take the risk. Yeah, because people Potter. accept that with Star Trek, there are some cheesy movies and there are some really awesome movies. Right. Like, people accept that. They don't just go, oh, I'm going to write it all off because whatever movie is really right. lame. Right, right. Yeah, and... and it's not about like, you know, it's obviously not about like making money. It's about, like you said, stories get a life of their own and we should be able to kind of have more from that mm-hmm, universe, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It's a tough balance because you have the you have the sense of fan entitlement. Yeah. versus respecting the wishes of of the creator. And yeah, again, I but, she it's her intellectual property. Yeah. Obviously, if she wants to cling to it forever like a Never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just being like hyperbolic right now. But if she wants to, that's fine. You know, um, hyperbolic, Hy- hyperbolic, hyperbolic. Hy- yeah, I thought so. Um, I mispronounce words all the time. Not to be confused with hyperbaric. I don't know what that is. Uh, like a soundproof. Hyperbaric. Hyperbaric chamber, like uh, I didn't know that deprivation call- chambers. Oh, dep- yeah. I know that word, but mm-hmm. I'm- okay. Anyway, um. Yeah, I, I think that's a good place to kind of yeah. wrap up our discussion. Sounds good. Bit, I think. All right, so what do we got next week? Five and six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are going to be pretty cool yeah. to talk about. Sounds good to me. Sweet. Catch you guys next week. Thanks yeah. for listening. Don't forget to tweet us and stuff at Nerd Novice. Yep. You should say hello. We're there. Thank you for those of you who do. All right. That's all. Bye. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>